You talking to me? All right, we got something for everybody this week. At least we'll try. We've got a scary movie, we've got a sci-fi franchise, and we've got a comedy to talk about this week. Welcome. This is the Screening Room Podcast. She is Hope Madden. He is George Wolf, And we are from MadWolf.com. We've got Star Trek, the latest. We've got Lights Out. And we've got uh, Absolutely Fabulous, Ab Fab. So what are we going to start with? What do you think? Well, uh, the big one is Star Trek, so we'll probably just jump right in there. My dad joined Starfleet because he believed in it. I joined on a dare. You joined to see if you could live up to him. You spent all this time trying to be your father. Now you're wondering just what it means to be you. It isn't uncommon, you know. It's easy to get lost in the vastness of space. There's only yourself, your ship, your crew. Yeah, the new one is Star Trek Beyond, the third movie since they've rebooted the whole franchise. And I got to be honest, you remember when uh, back a few years ago when they first announced they were going to do this? I wasn't I wasn't high on it. No. Uh, I, I thought the whole thing was a dumb idea, and then I saw that first movie, and I said, okay, you got me. Yep, it I'm was, with you. Yeah, it was well done, and it convinced me then that really anything like this can be rebooted if it's done you know, with well, the right people. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, that first one was J.J. Abrams, so, yeah. you know, he, he can do that. Yes, he can. <laughs> this one is not. This one directed by Justin Lin. Fasty, furious Justin Lin. That's right. And this one co-written by Simon Pegg, who plays uh, Scotty in the uh, in the new uh, cast. and Who co-wrote many things, including Shaun of the Dead, yeah. which is an awesome film. And you can tell that he has great affection for this entire franchise, going back to the uh, TV series. This one, I liked it. Uh, I, I didn't love it. It starts out a little slow, but once it gets rolling, it really feels to me, it the most of the three movies, the most comfortable in its own skin, its own Star Trekiness. I right, think right, you right. should say. The, the banter is very relaxed, but very natural, especially between Spock and Bones. They go at each other, as they always <laughs> did. Uh, but it centers around a, uh, a, a mission, from uh, Kirk and the Enterprise, they go off on a rescue mission that really isn't. They're lured into a trap uh, from Crawl, who's played under a lot of makeup by Idris Elba. Right. He's the uh, villain this time, and he's got something that uh, Kirk has that he wants. It's this old artifact-type thing that uh, that Kirk doesn't really realize its importance as part of this big kind of biological weapon thing. It gets a little wonky uh, as far as that part of the the plot goes, but once it gets rolling, it is fun. Uh, it does move pretty well, and so I'd say, so hang with it a little bit, and uh, it, it gets it to the end. I wouldn't really call it spectacular. You know, it doesn't blow you away, but it's fun, mm-hmm. uh, especially as it gets toward the end, and you start seeing more little little winks, little homages, I guess, to certain things throughout the uh, franchise all the way back. Uh, to the series and even to some of the other films. And, uh, you know, the cast is very broken in now, very comfortable. 
with everybody, and they're fine. And um, so I thought, yeah, not not great. I think I liked it better than the second one, but not as as good as the first one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Star Trek Beyond, I think, is definitely worth checking out, especially if you're a fan of the franchise. Keeps it rolling and really does a couple of things. I'm, I don't want to give this away, but there's one thing they do visually that really kind of surprised me. I didn't think they would go they. Dare I say, boldly go there. <laughs> uh, as far as showing something that um, I didn't expect to see in a in a Star Trek uh, franchise, but but it worked and it was effective and dramatic, and that's all I'll say about that. So yeah, <laughs> I would recommend Star Trek Beyond. And uh, let's go to the let's lighten it up and uh, go Ab Fab the movie. Come on, yeah. I think I am now officially fatter sideways than I am front on. No, you don't need those. I am your mirror. How do I look? Hi, darling. No, I'm working from Nobu this week. You don't know this, and I don't know this, but Kate Moss is changing her PR. You've got to get her. Kate Moss! Hi, Johnny. Don't you remember me? Oh, God, I can't believe you're still alive. Johnny? Kate! Kate! Please continue to search the terms on How bad can this be? I mean, you know. You have killed Kate Moss. Absolutely fabulous is the comedy take. And this they haven't been on the big screen before, have they? No, this, so, but it is another TV show that's made the jump to the big screen. Not as successfully as Star Trek has, since this is their one and only... Uh, Offering and it's you know and it's a funny show. It's a BBC show that that often would make its way to the states, but it's mostly been very popular in Britain and uh, and sporadic. Though. I mean, it's very popular, but it hasn't been on like constantly. It and it premiered in '92, um, and it's basically about these two just wrong-minded, completely bad decision-driven uh, best friends uh-huh. uh, who one is a PR agent and the other is a fashion editor, and they drink and pop pills and try to seduce men and just do anything they can to sort of keep the party going. And you get the sense that they basically are, at one point they were probably swinging mods in the London 60s, you know, <laughs> and now they're just trying to keep it going. And the film is is very similar to the to the TV series. I mean, these two have not grown up. They're not making better decisions. As I've said before, they're just the most charmingly horrible human beings. And they're so much fun, especially Joanna Lumley, who plays the best friend, Patsy. But, the, I mean, they're, for the film's faults, and there are many, uh, the, these two have the best buddy comedy on screen Chemistry, really, of anybody, you totally buy that, yes, they're they're going down this ship together. They're so much fun. They're, they have such such great comic timing. And what they say will just floor you. No matter how <laughs> many episodes you may have seen, they are going to say things. You're going to be like, oh, my God, they just said that. You know, I like that, and I like when comedies decide that we're not going to learn something today. Exactly. That. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. But the th- the problem is, although the plot is very funny, it's also very very thin. And there uh, there've got to be more cameos in this film than in all other films combined. But uh, after a while, you realize, I'm pretty sure this is just filler. Like this is the, we've got to the point really where they're saying to themselves, "We got ten more minutes. What are we going to do? Where's John Hamm?" You know, so, um, you know, it's I mean, it's not a great movie by any stretch, but it will make you laugh. And next up, one that is not going to make you laugh. Every time I turn off the lights, there's this woman waiting in the shadows. 
see her too. Each one of us is being haunted by this thing. A long time ago, I had a friend named Diana. And something really bad happened to her. Everyone is afraid of the dark. And that's what she feeds on. Becca? Are we gonna die? No. We need to find more light. No, they are not going for laughs and lights out. They're going for scares, specifically jump scares. That's what it's all about. If you're going to have a special subsection of the horror genre for jump scare movies, this <laughs> is what this movie wants to do. It's actually, speaking of filler, it fills in 81 minutes, which doesn't seem like very much for a feature film, but they are uh, expanding the uh, short film that the director did. The director of the movie is David Sandberg, and he did a short film, pretty effective, I thought, about three years ago, called Lights Out. You can find it uh, on YouTube, I think, and, and it's, it's pretty effective. It has some nifty fun with the idea that when the lights go out, that's when these beings, this monster, uh, appears. And that's, a, that's such a basic fear, yeah, the dark. Fear of the dark, So there fear. you go. I think he, he takes that premise and in the short film, has has some nice little fun with it. Well, now they have to expand it. It's a screenwriter in to expand it to, like I said, a robust 81 minutes. <laughs> but still, too much of it feels like filler when they have to come up with a backstory behind this. And it's it's basically a, a young boy uh, is no longer comfortable staying in his own house because there's weird things going on. His mother, played by Maria Bello, is talking to unseen beings. And then, once the lights go out weird things start happening. So social services call in the boy's uh, older sister, Rebecca, played by Teresa Palmer. She's instantly reminded of things that happened in her childhood in the same house. She wants to solve the mystery of the monster in the dark, which takes about two seconds because she, she finds all the evidence she needs in the first storage box she finds. How, <laughs> how convenient is that? And then it's all about getting rid of it. And it, again, the movie is all about the jump scares. It's PG-13, quote-unquote, horror, which means there's going to be very little bloodletting. Mm -hmm. But you know what? We've seen those movies can be effective. In fact, they can even be great. The Ring right, absolutely. from a few years ago, PG-13, and just awesome. And I think the screenwriter of this movie also agrees with that because once the backstory starts coming out, you really are reminded of The Ring in a lot of ways. And this movie does not hold up well to that comparison. Um, if you want a good, you know, I'll take a girl out and hope she grabs my arm during the jump scares, <laughs> this, you know, this, this might qualify for that. But most of it's very obvious. Um, it's, uh, it's one that, again, feels feels like a short film that could be made into a feature movie they just didn't they didn't really think about it much maybe the, the script should go back for a little more cooking yeah. you know they, they didn't uh, round it out the the uh, finale is very abrupt and very unsatisfying mm -hmm. as all you know a lot of stories they always say you're coming up with something you know start with the ending and right. and write back absolutely backward. well if this was the ending they started with uh, it's really just not not a great one so uh, uh, surprisingly though i thought the at least in terms of Teresa Palmer, the cast was quite good. She has not been impressive 
in the things that I've seen her in uh, the last few years. But she really shows some promise here. And of course, Maria Bello's Maria always Maria Be- Bello is always reliable, yeah, and very... she she's a very sympathetic uh, mom character here that's plagued by these uh, night demons. But uh, yeah, Teresa Palmer does a fine job. Everybody does really, but it, there's just not enough there mm-hmm. unless you just like some good jump scares. But it's instantly forgettable. So kind of a eh. On Lights Out. And uh, moving to the releases or the streaming or the DVDs, what's out this week? Oh, you know. So here's this is exciting news because we have wanted to talk about this simultaneously for a while now. Batman v Superman is available right now. Yeah, we differed on this quite a lot because I'm sure you've you've heard that Batman v Superman just got ravaged. I mean, I thought after a while it just became a joke unto itself. Who can score the worst slam on Batman v Superman? And at the same time, it made boatloads of money. It did. I did not hate it. In fact, I liked it. Um, I know you didn't. Didn't. Uh, but you didn't think it was as bad as all that. I did, did not you? think it was as bad as all that. And actually, a lot of what people complained about, I disagreed with. Uh, you know, a lot of people thought that Jesse Eisenberg was the worst thing that ever happened. And actually, I felt like the two superheroes were so dialed down that the film needed something exaggerated and over the top just to keep it from sinking into the mud. And I thought that that's what he was trying to do, and, and I thought he did a fine job. Well, it certainly is dark. It's very dark, which I appreciated. Once I got used to that, uh, where they were going, the treatment they gave it, I, I, I thought it was fine. And I still think Henry Cavill is the best Superman. I, I, agree. I think he's great. People are going to hate us both for saying that, well, but no, I totally agree with you. And, and, and I, I, you know what? I, Superman is not my bag because it, right. he, there's, he's too faultless. But uh, I think Henry Cavill does a really good job with it. I do, too. And uh, we both loved uh, Jeremy Irons in this. Oh, you he can't gave, not. Yeah, he gave a, he was the best. a new kind of take on Alfred, which was which was very good. So there you go. I like it. Wait. Wonder Woman needs to wear pants. You wear <laughs> pants to fight crime. When you're crime fighting today, put pants on. That's right. So that's Batman v Superman. Streaming on Amazon Prime, Embrace of the Serpent. That's an Oscar, Oscar nominated. Oscar nominated, just gorgeous, the most beautiful and and unsettling film, uh, set in the Amazon rainforest where two scientists and a and a shaman are searching for this um, you know life giving plant, and it, and it went on for many 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 years, and it's just a mind bending, amazing journey of a film. Very cool on Netflix, uh, out new this week, Darling. Speaking of horror. Horror films. Yeah, absolutely. So Mickey Keating is a, is a horror filmmaker, and uh, he hasn't been around for very long, but he is churning out the works. And the thing that you notice the most about his film is that his his genre is homage. That's what he does. And this particular film is the one of his I like the best because it really is a sort of, uh, you know, a tribute to Stanley Kubrick and Roman Polanski. And if you're going to tribute horror filmmakers, those are a couple of great ones. So it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's great looking uh, for a low-budget indie horror movie. It's a lot of fun. Okay, well, ranking them this week, we'd put uh, Star Trek Beyond at the top of our recommendations, followed by Ab Fab, and then bringing up the rear, it's Lights Out. Next week, we're going to talk about Jason Bourne. That's right. Matt Damon is back as Jason Bourne, and also a new comedy, Bad, Bad Moms. Moms. We'll talk about that. So until then, keep the conversation going. You can find us on Twitter. We are at Mad Wolf, M-A-D-D-W-O-L-F. Also, Mad Wolf Columbus. On Facebook, we would love to hear from you. Until next week, I'm George Wolf. I'm Hope Madden. And this is the Screening Room Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner.